Hey, what's going on? It is episode 76 of the Chasing Points podcast. Brandon and Sam here, and we are your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. So great to be with you this, uh, I guess, Wednesday morning. We're recording this Tuesday night, but Hayes, what's up, man? You sound so cordial when you like give this intro. Like you just sound like That's very, true. very, very polite. Uh, people don't be fooled. Sam is truly an asshole. Uh, but it's wow. it's just I'm lying, everybody. He's actually a really, really nice guy. I just had to take a shot at him for no reason. So welcome we to the this, podcast. You know, we should get the sponsor. The the first minute, the first insult, Brandon's first insult of the night. Have an over under uh, have an over under of what yeah. at what time i'm gonna insult sam first yeah we should the mgm that. or something just yep. come and sponsor our shit yeah let's get it going let's get it going no that's great man uh good to see you as always yes likewise uh, got lots to talk about busy week 10 and then nfl uh you know catch up on some baseball news some basketball news and certainly our picks and what else happens you know between now and uh by the time we're done we will certainly cover it but as i mentioned a Busy week in the NFL, some crazy games uh, to highlight, and um, you know we'll we'll just jump right into it with our Week Ten winners and losers. As always, Brandon, you have the first pick. Vikings, and I have to be completely open and honest. I thought the Bills won. I literally left to go see Black Panther. Actually, no, I left to go pick up my dog so I can come back to go see Black Panther too. How was it? Time. I didn't see it yet. No it's spoilers, eight, out of, obviously. eight out of ten. I'll just leave okay. it right there. Eight out of ten. Nice. Um, if you know the comics, then you'll you'll understand where there's a lot of Easter eggs in there. But yeah, I will say this: just rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. They they paid respect to him so eloquently. Um, That's great. But back Yo. to the Vikings. Uh, I I saw when they got stopped at the goal line uh, when they tried to do a QB QB rush. And the Bills stopped him, and I was just like, well, the game is over from here. The Bills won this one. They're back in it. Literally left. Not until not until 11 o'clock that night did I find – actually, no, I didn't even find out 11 o'clock that night. Not until the next morning when I turned on ESPN did I find out that the Bills lost and the Vikings won. Really? Okay. I did not, I did not know, period. I can be open and honest about that. Uh, hey, the man, fact that the Vikings, what, hey, you know, I'm being truthful. So what the we Vikings do. in general, uh, the fact that they were able to beat the Bills is is uh, validating what they are and what they can be. The only team that they lost to is now the one has a loss themselves uh, is the Eagles. So head to head, they are the both at the top, but technically the Eagles would be the head right now because they won that head to head. But uh uh Kurt Thuggins is out here balling Ooh. uh throwing throwing dimes he doesn't even throwing dimes he's literally just throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson and Justin literally. Jefferson has literally saved Kurt Cousins for weeks now and that catch he had literally first off Stefan Diggs had a catch earlier in the game and everybody thought that that was the catch of the year and then Justin Jefferson goes up and gets it. Absolutely like, hold nuts. my beer. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to the Vikings on that one. The Vikings are my first winner of this week. Yeah, I had the Vikings too originally as a winner. And uh, you know, I, I I picked someone else, but um, yeah, great catch. I I was telling Brandon right before uh right before the pod started that I've watched this catch like 24 times. I still don't understand how he caught it a phenomenal just uh ability and like the you know those memes back a couple years ago with Patrick Mahomes it was like F it Tyreek Hill's out there somewhere that the seeker cousins now that like F it like Jefferson's out there somewhere it's like a lot of fun to, to see those and shockingly I had the Vikings I'm all in on this Vikings team as long as Kirk Cousins not playing in prime time and I know I bashed them before the season started and just kind of called them average um they are playing totally different under kevin o'connell you're, you're uh, right if kurt cousins is playing prime time but kurt cousins is no longer there it's kurt thuggins and he's, oh, he's a different right he's a different being it doesn't matter where he is that was the biggest stage that he's been on thus far in his career and he did yeah, was, not let them down a big so. game man big yeah. game and uh you know i'd be a little concerned if i'm the bills 
if I'm a Bills fan, just from the sense of like, like they were they've been in so many games. I'll try to find the stat, but you know, I heard some ridiculous stat in the last couple of years that if they were if they're up over seven points, they have a great record. And if they're within a score, they're like two and nine or something like that. I'll, I'll have to pull it up, but like well, just I'll crazy. say this. Well, as great as Josh Allen is. I think yeah. we keep forgetting the fact that Josh Allen, since he's come into the NFL, has thrown some interesting passes that have been picked off. Yeah. And he actually leads in the last, I think it's, was it last four, last three games? He leads the league. Uh, he's top on interceptions. He's got six right now oh, in the really? last three games. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. it, yeah, he's an elite quarterback, but he's not doing elite things. Um, another team that, is seemingly doing elite things with a not elite quarterback is Sam's next pick. Sam, you want to introduce who? Your yeah, next man. Pick is? I, I have a wild Monday night game last night. Sorry, Hayes, but yeah, uh, okay. those Washington Commanders. Uh, you know, you could you could make a lot of this game, and we could spend all <laughs> podcasts talking about some of these uh, ref decisions. Well, all I will say is there needs to be more refs on the ground. They need to. New York's need to be able to buzz in and just be like, yo, stop the play. It's like, stop the next play. The ref was right in front he, that's of what I mean. it. He, so we like, don't need more refs. He was right there well, looking we need at to, it. We need someone in New York buzzing in immediately yes. and saying, do yes. not have the next play happen. Like they're, they're, The NFL is a zillion-dollar industry, and they still have part-time refs. These guys are like accountants and lawyers during the week. Like, we can't. Like we saw this with the ref strike, you know, what was it like 10 years ago, eight years ago? Like we can't continue to have this. Like we need full-time refs. If you need more of them, you put more of them on the field. If you need to be able to buzz in, stop play, no matter what time of the, the play clock is, do it. But yeah, so that's another conversation for another day. Maybe it's okay that you got, you got, you know, you'd like to go undefeated. You'd like to win as many games as you could, Hayes, but you got the, you know, like, the monkey's off your back in a way, you know, you can concentrate on just on playing good football and fixing what's broken. So I don't necessarily look at it as the Eagles fell apart. Um, but wow, the Washington played a, that. Yeah. And the Washington played a, uh, you know, they played a, game, a really good, good game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Heineke, you know, got them to the, where they need to be. It wasn't a great statistical game, but three out of the last four games that he started since uh, once went down that, the uh the commanders have won so you know i mean he's good when he's under center for them yeah. most of the time i mean he yeah. does he does I, I mean the fact that he he does make bad decisions what quarterback doesn't i literally just talked about josh allen the last three games he's leads yeah. all quarterbacks and he's an elite quarterback with six interceptions so when he heineke is under center the washington commanders are better and you guys went out and got Carson Wentz and spent all that money and, or do whatever said, that. And right. We said this in March and April. Like, why is even Carson Wentz on this team? Like, they gave Heineke some money. Like, mm -hmm. he he had a good playoff performance against the the Bucks, even though they didn't win. Like, he he was gritty enough. Like, he did a good job. And, uh, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, my commanders are uh, my pick there. Big win on, in Philly last night. Big win. Yeah, they're 5-5 five and five now. Uh, yes, I could sit here and go up and down, uh, but I uh, about what happened in that game. Uh, the Eagles did something that they haven't done all all years. They made mistakes, and the Commanders capitalized on them. Uh, they they Eagles weren't turning the ball over. They had three turnovers, and that was the most they've had throughout the whole season. And they had three in a game, so the Eagles shot themselves in the foot um, on several occasions. Um, and, and yes, obviously, there's the refereeing and officiating. It has been glaringly obvious that it's been terrible throughout this year. But I, I'm still a, I'm still a fan of you don't leave the game in the refs' hands, and they did, and plain and simple. But I, to your yeah. point earlier, I don't think they, uh, I don't think this hurts them. Uh, they're still two and one in the NFC East the division wise. Uh, they're still eight and one overall, and they still have a what people would deem is a favorable uh, record or a uh, schedule ahead of them, but it's really not a favorable schedule, especially because it's getting colder. Uh, teams are kind of finding themselves and getting healthier uh, and, and teams have now got more tape on them. So it's not going to be easy, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, you mentioned a team earlier. The chiefs are my pick. Uh, they have, it's, it's crazy that 
we're talking about Tua and the Dolphins. We're talking about Jalen and the Eagles. We're talking about what's going on with uh, Josh Allen in in uh, Buffalo. Uh, we're talking about the Jets. We're we're talking about what's going to go on with Aaron and and Tom and so on and so forth. You know who we're really not talking about is the Chiefs. They were really, I really, I've watched ESPN. I watched uh, Fox Sports throughout my day while I'm working at home and literally don't hear them talking about the Chiefs that much. The only time I ever hear them talk about the Chiefs is each week when they climb the power rankings and they continuously are doing that at this point in time and they are only getting better. And the fact that everybody or not everybody, certain people said, you know, let's see how Mahomes is without Tyreek Hill. And some said that he wouldn't be this uh, this good. And the fact that he's spreading the ball around, I think, makes them way more dangerous. They literally he spread the ball around to most of his wide receivers. And Kelsey only had one touchdown catch and wasn't he wasn't even a target. Some of the plays he wasn't even on the field when they threw touchdowns. So that's scary to me that Mahomes has multiple options and is making guys that you I guess damn near we're almost like utility guys. Like Juju's not a one. It's kind of slot guy, kind he's of like playing a two. like a one. I hope no, he's, he's all right, by the way. He's he been, took yeah, he took a shot. I hope he's yeah. all right. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing like that, but Sam. No, I, I agree Aaron, with you. Aaron Rodgers I, makes a lot of guys look like they're ones, right? And then they go to other places and they're not. And I'm not talking about Devontae Adams because no, he's yeah. a, he's definitely a one. Um, but Shout out to the Chiefs in uh, Big Red. I'm always a supporter of Andy Reid, so shout out to them for yeah, sure. Yeah, it, show, it shows you that Reid and Bietami and, and Patrick Mahomes are continuing to mm-hmm. push the envelope and keep teams guessing, and they could easily just be complacent because they have a great passing offense. The running game isn't where it should be, in my opinion, but it looks like Pacheco's getting more run. They, CH was essentially benched last week, um, so you know we'll see what happens. With that, real quick though, the difference in EPA per drive this year between the Saints or the Chiefs and the number two team, the Dolphins, is the same difference between the number two team, the Dolphins, and the number 15 team. They are just continuing to be crazy efficient, just like they were with the big bombs, the Tyreek, Nicole Hardman, whatever. Like they're mm-hmm. still a very efficient team. Great. Great to see that um, for sure. And Kadarius Tony, don't uh, you know? I'm glad he's healthy because he. I'm glad he's on my fantasy. Yeah, yeah, he looks like that dude for sure. If he's under waiver wire, well, it's probably too late by now. Yeah, it's definitely way too late. Pick him up. Uh, My next one here. uh, I got. I got to say. I mean, it's been. It's one game. It's against uh, a really bad team in the Vegas Raiders. But uh, props to Jeff Saturday and the Colts, man. He he uh it sounded like Ursay never wanted to see Matt Ryan again. And uh, you know, Matt Ryan started this game because it very, you know, the it's the thing, you know, front office might want to tank, but coaches and players do not want to tank. And Jeff Saturday is now both and uh or was one and now is the other. So props to them. A big dude, we talked about it last week, like four or five days to Hey, all of a sudden you are a head coach in the National Football League. I don't care who you are, how good, you know, it could be Brady or Manning. Like that is a hill to climb in in four or five days to play a professional team. Uh, you know, I, I still don't know what it means long term for this Colts team or for the rest of the year, but props to Jeff Saturday getting that team uh to play. They look like they were playing for something. There's some energy in there and and it helps that Jonathan Taylor is looking like his uh prime self there too so i gotta say uh next winner is definitely the colts uh jeff saturday openly said that he doesn't know if he'll be the head coach going forward uh he doesn't know what this is going to happen what's going to come from this but he knows that he loves football and he knows he loves to talk football and what one thing that i've have continuously seen since he's been there is he's empowered all people in their positions that they have He's not coming in and telling them to do this and that. All the coaches that he has in play, he's empowering them to do them because they've been around. And when he got the game ball at the end of the game, which I thought was kind of cringy from Ursay. I mean, I understand why he did it because it was his first one, but Jeff flipped it around real quick because he could have lost that locker room if he just accepted it. I'm like, yeah, no, thank you guys. Like, you know, I did this. Not saying that he would have ever done that, but uh, 
he immediately turned it around. He said, no, everybody gets a game ball. And he was like, you know, the best part about, about this is victory Mondays, which translates to the guys being off on Mondays. And that's an easy way to win over a locker room is giving the guys off after a win. Um, but seeing him move up and down the sideline and the energy dapping up the coaches and, and seeing how these guys play. And I said, I, I, if I said it on here last week on the pod or said it to Sam personally, I said Matt Ryan was going to be the quarterback. There was no doubt in my yeah, mind that Matt Ryan was going to be the quarterback and to, and go out there. And Jonathan Taylor looked like Jonathan Taylor of old. Um, so I don't know. Maybe uh, Frank lost the the locker room. I, I don't I don't know what has transpired. It, it's it's it very possibly could be. I, I, I know Matt know. Ryan was hurt, but maybe the idea of just like all right. Uh, Ellen Ellinger is is in now and it's kind of like wait this dude can't play and maybe yeah. that was maybe that did lose the locker room I don't know whose decision maybe. that was but you know it we'll give him his flowers this week it's still I mean he he's faced my have, boys yeah he's got to yeah. play your Eagles yeah I mean they're home but he's got to play your Eagles next week mm-hmm. um you know we'll, we'll see we both like Jeff Saturday both as a player and and uh, on TV and everything, it was not, you know, it was not a, it was certainly going after the decision more than, than the dude, but. Well, you know who we also like, Sam? We like Justin Fields and that's my next pick. Yeah, man. Uh, Justin Fields has absolutely been balling out of his mind. Uh, If I remember correctly, Sam, last week we mentioned uh, of him breaking the QB record uh, of rushing, uh, which was held by Mike Vick. And he continues to absolutely ball. Matt Nagy, I hope you're at home watching this and seeing how stupid you look for not utilizing him. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping this season proves to these coaches because these coaches have to realize because they've been stuck in their ways for so many years that it's my system, right? And you're going to conform to it. And this is why so many quarterbacks don't make it in this league and because you don't try to conform and put things in the playbook for them or play around them and see what they like. That's your number one quarterback. You would think if I have LeBron James on my team, yes, I know different sport. If I have LeBron James on my team and I'm a head coach and I have a system already in play and LeBron is the best player in the world. And I come in, I say, you know what? This is my system. You're going to stick to it. No matter what, this is what you're going to do. What's well, a and Phil Jackson thing with the, tri- the triangle, triangle right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. What are you doing? Well, I mean, he did the triangle in New York without having a superstar like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or, or Shaq. So that's a big difference there because you didn't sure. have that player there. Uh, when you have those type of players, you're going to buy in when you have a championship caliber guy, right? Phil is an exception to the rule. But if you have a guy like that, you don't, you don't want to, you want to utilize that talent. That talent is going to help you win. And this is what is happening now. They're utilizing Justin Fields talent. Yes. He's a very accurate passer. He can throw the ball. He can do what he has to do, but he can also scramble. If he can, that that offensive line, we've talked about that. Swiss cheese, right? It's same with same with uh, the Bengals O-line. Terrible, right? But if you move these guys out to the flat and give them the opportunity to throw on the run and give them the opportunity to be a playmaker, this is what's happening. This is what Sirianni's done with Jalen Hurts and, and Philly uh, down there. Uh, what is it? Uh, McDaniels. Uh, with uh, Tua, uh, this is this is right, McDaniel's right, McDaniel, yeah, yeah, yep. right, McDaniel's right. So you're allowing these guys, these young guys, to be who they are, and that's huge, especially when they're coming in to leave and they have so much expectation on them. But I'm just very, very happy that this young man is balling and he's staying quiet and he's quietly creeping into the MVP conversation. Quietly, it's yeah, that's hard hard to believe, especially how he and the Bears started the season. Mm-hmm. It's still not equating to wins for the Bears. Of course not. But I wouldn't be too worried about about that. I mean, you got to get. I mean, you you certainly have a special talent under center. You got to make sure that he is comfortable and, of, and yeah. evolving and and being taken care of. So, um, yeah, hopefully the wins will come. Justin Fields, the first QB in NFL history, this past Sunday, a hundred yards on the ground. Two rushing and two pass passing TDs. That's wild. Not mm. even Michael Vick did that. That's that's yep. that's great. And uh yeah, kudos to Justin Fields, um, for sure. Uh, uh another shocker in a way. We started this season. If you looked at the AFC and the NFC East, 
it was kind of like determined, right? We mm-hmm. the, the Cowboys, the, the Eagles, they'd be vying for the title of the, in the NFC, and, and this was the Bills' division to lose in the AFC. We knew the uh, the Dolphins would get better. We hoped that the Jets would get better, and and the Patriots always find a way to be in the conversation. Well, if the playoffs started tomorrow, every team in the AFC and the NFC East would be in the uh, would be in the playoffs. I think <laughs> Green uh, Washington would only be a half a game behind. So that you know that's nothing. But there's a you know eight teams, both divisions could be in the playoffs if the season ended. You know, and Washington had a half a game more of, of a win. That's that's insane, man. So kudos yeah. to the. AFC and that the NFC East and obviously both of our teams are in do, those divisions and, and having a great season but just you know two uh two divisions we kind of wrote off or a lot of people wrote off at the beginning of the year and uh special football finally coming back to the the East Coast of the United States for sure yeah no more NFC least um and it's crazy because we talked about it when we had our, our brothers on here Harrison and Dame and uh, we talked about it to a nauseating extent of what the AFC uh, West was going to be, and that has been absolutely nothing. And then, shockingly, the NFC East has been absolutely wild with what the Eagles, the the Cowboys, what the Giants have all been doing in general. And then flip to to the AFC East, seeing what your Jets are doing um, is shocking a lot. But they they've they started to build the culture there. Um, and, and with the Dolphins, Tua had a lot of question marks. Uh, everybody was wondering if Tua could do this, and Tyreek kept telling everybody, Tua is super accurate. Tua is that guy, and Tua is still out here doing what he's got to do. Um, and every with him in and under center, obviously he was out for several games with a concussion, but when under center, this Dolphins offense is scary. Um and then obviously you have the Bills, who is who are a Super Bowl contender. Uh, the Patriots, eh, they're whatever, um, <laughs> and uh, they're they're a loser to me. But so we'll just transition to losers right now. Sam, who is your? It's unfortunate that your loser is this because I love this place and I want to go back there. But who's your your first loser? Oh, one of my favorite places in the country to visit, without mm-hmm. a doubt, is Las Vegas Likewise. for a lot of different reasons. You could yep. go with your boys and have the time of your life. You could go with your significant other and have uh, equal great time. It's it's a it's a great place, uh, but their football team is really bad. We kind of talked about this in the off season with the Patriots, where it's like Bill Belichick is not hasn't had a great track record of drafting lately, mm-hmm. and we've certainly seen it with the Gruden Mayock era in Vegas slash Oakland because there's like no first round picks on this team. Uh, but somehow, you know, they, they made a lot of moves in the off season and what was going to be a very tough division. You get Devonte Adams, you, you know, you, you shore up, uh, you know, you lock up, uh, Renfro and you lock up some pieces on the defense and, you know, Derek Carr and this team lost to a team that we just talked about in the Colts who have a guy with no coaching experience who was hired five days before it's it's the bottom of the barrel right now if i'm if i'm bryce young or cj stroud i'm looking at real estate in vegas because uh one of them's going to houston and one of them's going to vegas this team's really bad Uh, (laughs) i don't quite get it i thought they'd be better but i just i just gave you a, a stat off the air josh mcdaniels has lost 24 of the last 31 coaches uh games as a head coach in this league between his time with the Raiders and the Broncos that just, I know Mark Davis has confidence in you, but I don't know if that's what you want. (laughs) He sucks. Um, It's just the truth. He sucks. Uh, And it's sad to see such a prominent organization. I love seeing the Raiders uh, play well, Uh, that, that black and that silver, that black hole, the fan base, uh, that that grit that that team historically has carried, it's non-existent at this point in time. Um, and that's truly, truly sad. Uh, I, I know it, it's crazy to me, Sam, that last season with all that went on with Gruden, 
this team came together and did better than what they're doing right now. And there's no drama. There was no, none of that type of drama <laughs> during this season, but yet, and still, this is where they're at. You got Derek Carr up there crying at the podium, uh, talking yeah, that about was strange, man. That's that, that was strange. Yeah. I, I mean, you never, you never see a quarterback or any really guy just sat out there flat out crying. I mean, obviously infamously T.O. That's my quarterback, but um, you don't really see that happen. And and then for him to say, you know, you know, guys are putting stuff in their body. And I was just like, mm, well, you just got a bunch of people tested on your team because the NFL is like, hmm, they're putting stuff in their body to go to sleep. I wonder what they're doing. Let's test them. Um, but, you yeah, know, in all seriousness, it, it doesn't look good. And, and to hear that, you know, some teammates aren't really putting the effort that others are doing, like the locker room is is lost from the sounds of it already and that does not bode well for uh the raiders uh what doesn't bode well for this next team is itself <laughs> and it's the dallas cowboys i yes. left this one for you thank you uh yes it is it's both sam and i's but um this one's mine it's, oh, both of ours. It's, it's yeah, both you're of right. ours. I, I know. I, I can read. <laughs> so look at this guy over here, man. I'm trying to. Uh. Anyway, I I'm about read. to put I'm Sam. I'm about word. to put Sam in this group with them while I'm while I'm talking about them. Uh yeah, the Cowboys. What they're doing right now is absolutely wild. The fact that they lost to the Green Bay Packers, uh after being up fourteen nothing. Kellen Moore, when your team is up, run the ball down the other team's throat. Especially how Pollard was running. How he how he was, how he's been running. It's, just, right, right. It's, well, it's, it's, it's how you have this guy. You guys do well. You show when, when Dak was not there, you rediscovered the run game. And now Dak's back and we're back to throwing the ball again. Run the damn ball right this is this is what aaron Rodgers was so pissed off at uh uh lafleur uh about over there on the sideline literally saying run the ball because you can play action off of that and it allows you to do so much i i kellen moore is is number one in that one number two is the defense yes i know they have some they have one player jordan lewis uh formerly of the uh the blue go blue for them. Fuck them. Uh, yes, I said that <laughs> it's happened. Uh, but this defense that was, is supposed to be this top five, top 10 defense, uh, hasn't really been able to do anything. And they've essentially been exposed kind of like my team when it came to the run game. Uh, I know why my team's run game is not there. So Jordan Davis is out, but I don't know what, the reason is for the Cowboys. They cannot stop the run. And once the team starts running on them, they can't do anything. And the crazy thing is, if you realize, Sam, I don't know if you've realized, I haven't heard much about Micah Parsons. At the beginning of the season, I heard him being a, a potential def uh, the defensive player of the year and so on and so forth. I haven't heard about him wrecking a game in a while. I haven't heard about Diggs in a while. And that's crazy because of what they did last year and what they showed the league that they can do. And it's super, super surprising there. And then everybody, uh, including some major analysts on major networks, thought when Dak returned that this was going to be, you know, the Cowboys were going to take off from there. And that has not been the case. And and the real question here is, when is Dak going to step up when it comes to these superstar quarterbacks that he's considered to be in the top 10 and, and going against these other elite guys? Is Dak ever going to take that step? My answer is, I don't know. I, I really genuinely don't know. I like Dakota as a person. Uh, I just don't know if he's that guy. He hasn't really proven that yet. And talking to Cowboy fans that I know very well, and they don't even believe in him. I know Cowboys fans that disown the Cowboys this year. So I don't know what they have to do over there. And they think just going and getting OBJ is going to be the solution, but we don't know what OBJ is. This is the second ACL on the same exact knee. We don't know who OBJ is uh, at, at this time. So yeah, Cowboys are Sam and I's losers here. Yeah. I, 
I uh, that game they were coasting in that game. I actually went to put my daughter to sleep and uh, put her down. It was you know seven seven thirty whatever it was, and I went in the uh, uh, my bedroom and I texted one of my really good friends, Corey, who is a huge Cowboys fan. And I had a question. He's getting married soon. I had a question. Um, and he was basically like expecting me to just go in on him. I had no idea. Just like you didn't know the Bills lost that game. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the Cowboys lost that game. I didn't see it in real time. I had to go back and watch it later. <laughs> he thought I was just texting him to salt the wounds. But um, yeah, just you can't you can't lose a game that way. Um, and, you know, I still think the Cowboys are a really good team. Um, certainly a better team than the Packers, but they, to your points, they didn't play like it on Sunday. Uh, my next loser is we both have the same loser, so we can go in here. It's uh, it's the Denver Broncos. They lost to the Titans, um, on Sunday. I think it was 17 to 10, but I saw this stat, and this is what's making them a loser. Uh, <laughs> They would be eight and one this season if their offense scored just 18 points per game. Which, when you have Russell Wilson, and I know Javonta Williams, who's a great young running back, got hurt, but you have, you know, a, a decent line and you have two stud wideouts like that. Greg Dolchich, I believe, and is going to be a good tight end in this league. And you have, even have KJ Hamler as a, a you know, slot third from yeah, PSU, Penn State. Thank you. I know. Uh, but you have Cortland Sutton and, and Jerry Judy. And again, Russell Wilson, you'd figure that you'd be able to score 18 points a game, but they'd be eight and one. I don't know what the record is now, but it's not it's not good enough. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't look like um, you know, I don't know. Maybe the Broncos should just call up like John Elway or or John Lynch or Terrell Davis, just like Jeff Saturday and coach's team. But uh, I saw that set and I'm like, wow, um, who would have thought at the beginning of the season? We were talking about this, you know, this division being as poor as it as it has been. So yeah. I, uh, Broncos country got four flats, so they ain't riding. <laughs> um, and they ain't going to have any wheels this whole year. I don't care how many times they go to the mechanic. They're just going to be riding on flats every time they go out. They suck. And it's it, – I don't want to say they suck. I, I really want to say the offense sucks. And when I really mean the offense, I really mean Russell Wilson sucks. And that's where I'm really going at from this point. Uh, it's – it's I at this point, I'm kind of – yes, I obviously know that he – he won a, a a Super Bowl and could have had multiple, but kind of almost at this point, I just kind of feel that like he should have just stayed in baseball. Like his his corny cheesy self would have been perfect for baseball. And funny thing is, I sent to Sam who he was drafted before in the MLB. A lot of baseball players get, or a lot of football players end up getting drafted in in Major League Baseball. It just it's weird. It it happens a lot. Listen, if you don't know that, then you need to stop listening to this podcast right now. Sam, you should have never had to explain that. You don't know that. Get off this goddamn podcast. Then hey. research and come back. I'm I'm going to be mean about that when you should know that. Anyway, Jacob deGrom, Jock Peterson, Chris Bryant, and Aaron Judge. <laughs> uh, let that now sink this, in. This is when Bryant and Judge were out of high school. They obviously went to college um, and were higher draft picks later but yeah wild <laughs> just wild to me but i don't know man i i you can't tell a guy you, you can't say that russ would be better off playing baseball when he's got like 250 million in the bank he's ma- married to a pop star and he's got a super bowl ring i i can't i can't sit here and tell you he'd be a better baseball player than a football player he's Might probably going to canton as much as we think yeah, that's he, you know, he, on he's, the no, he's definitely going to canton it's just i i I don't know who this guy is. I mean, he's still got, I still believe that he has, you know, fuel in his tank, but sure. this is also the first year with a first year coach. Um, I would have thought by now they would have gotten it together, but doesn't seem to be the case. So I have a funny feeling they'll pack, they'll, they'll figure it out like the last four games of the year when it doesn't mean anything. And then right. You're yeah. able to carry it into next year, but Play spoiler. Yeah. I, I, 
the Broncos are just it, it's it's really just that connection right now because the defense has been doing its thing. Uh, yeah. Just the fact that they lost Chubb is 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 wild though. Um, I still don't get why they traded him, man. If you, you have you're in a win now mode, you traded picks for Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and you you trade a uh, you know the talent like Bradley Chubb. That's crazy. It's probably because of that contract that you just talked about. Um, <laughs> the Rams. Uh, speaking of contracts and picks, maybe they should have kept some of those picks. Uh, maybe they should have uh, you know restructured some things. Maybe they should have throwing a bunch of money at Von Miller and kept him there, the opposites of Aaron Donald, so he can still, you know, be disruptive. They Maybe they should have done a lot uh, because what they put out there on this this field this year, I think they were my loser last week too, one of my losers last week as well. And they're going to probably be one of my losers every week until they actually do something uh, because they look horrendous. And it's it's really, really sad. And and it's, it's truly a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, for them and i don't think they came in prepared and i really genuinely wouldn't be surprised if aaron donald hangs it up after this year and if they do that they're in a world of trouble on that defense and now cooper cup is on ir uh with a little nasty injury that he had uh yesterday or when you high ankle sprain yeah out for at least four weeks so i mean hoping he he's he recoups soon but the rams are it's crazy that that whole um, Shanahan tree right now outside of the Niners, because it actually has a Shanahan, uh, is looking terrible. LaFleur, uh, McVay, their teams are not looking great at all. So I don't know. These guys are supposed to be the they're supposed to be the geniuses and all this stuff. They don't look. Uh, I mean, to McVay's right credit and, and LaFleur, I mean, LaFleur went like. 13 and three the last x amount of seasons yeah they this is the first year he's had a losing record he won a super bowl i mean yes mike mcdaniel's making it work in miami i i mean i'm a prisoner of the moment that's fair it's a podcast because it's a podcast so i obviously know what they've done yeah obviously know what they've done soon though right uh maybe hopefully without you but um yeah you know this is this is what they are right now and this year it's pretty pretty terrible and I don't I know where to go from there. I'm gonna start a new podcast. It's gonna be like <laughs> you listen, Hayes, I'm I'm quick fast. with this. You you just gotta be careful. If you say certain things, you better come with the heat, Sam. You want to co-host with I'm me, ready. Just drop me a line and DM me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rams, we get it. Real quick, do you care? <laughs> NFL segment, because we didn't do, do do you care last week. We didn't have do you care scheduled this week, but we have to do it. Real quick answers, Hayes. I'm not even going to answer. These are rapid fire. Do you care? Ready? I have a bunch lined up. Okay. Justin Fields is the best quarterback from last year's draft class. Yes. Justin Jefferson had the catch of the year against Buffalo on Sunday. Weird. Yes. I guess we talked about that. Tony Pollard should be the Dallas running back over Ezekiel Elliott. Absolutely. Yes. Patty Mahomes should be the 2022 MVP. No, not yet. Who you got, Jalen? I don't know yet. It's too okay. close. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Minnesota should be considered. You're gonna hate this. Minnesota. Minnesota should be the team to beat in the NFC. No, not yet. <laughs> Seattle needs to lock up Geno to a long-term extension now. I don't know about long-term. I'd say maybe extension. Yeah, extend them for at least two. Dan, uh, speaking of which, Danny Dimes is New York's QB of the future. Mm, I don't know about that <laughs> either. I don't know. He's done great this year, but I don't know. I'd say Kirk. maybe sign him into one more year. Continue. Okay. Turns out there's nothing to worry about in Tampa Bay. Mm, uh, there's still something to worry about there. <laughs> nice win. And Germany was cool, man. The fans were it in it. Were it, in was. It. It, it was a cool vibe. Uh, my brother-in-law has been to that stadium to see uh, soccer, football matches, soccer matches. Is that there. a Bundesliga? Is that a Bundesliga? Uh, I don't. Arena? I'm not gonna act like I know where okay. it was, but uh, he said it's it's crazy there. Um, Josh McDaniels should be the next coach on the hot seat. Last one. Absolutely. I hope he doesn't get another head coaching job after that either. That was rapid fire. Do you care? A new segment that I just created on the fly. 
Sweet. Hey, let's go into our week 11 picks. Let's go. You ready for that? All right. Thursday night football coming up soon on Amazon Prime. Tennessee at Green Bay. Obviously, Green Bay being home. Their favorite to win, too. I have Green Bay. You have the Titans. Discuss. Uh, Titans uh, catching fire as they normally do in the latter half of the season. Uh, I'm going with the Titans. Uh, That's fair. Ryan Tannehill should be back. Um, you know, as he, you know, he's ready to go and Derrick Henry and whatnot and losing Rashawn Gary, it's going to be big for Green Bay, but uh, Green Bay looked good and, you know, coming from behind, maybe Rogers has some faith in uh, Christian uh, Watson now and, and, you know, Aaron Jones is, is still a monster Uh, Chicago. So I got Green Bay, Chicago at Atlanta. Uh, we, we both, both have, have the bears. Yeah. yeah. We both have the bears there. I, I stopped because I originally had Atlanta being home. They're favored, but uh, I I feel like Fields is going to finally win one the way he's been playing. I just hope that uh, the Falcons just really look across the field and be like, damn, we could have had that guy. That's all I care about. That's a great point. They drafted Kyle Pitts instead, fourth overall. Uh, Cleveland Browns at Buffalo. A couple more weeks before Deshaun Watson's back, but not this week. We both have Buffalo. We both have Baltimore, who's home hosting Carolina. And I have the Giants. They're home to play the Lions. You have the Lions. Discuss. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. And I, I I definitely can see the Giants winning this game. I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, I, I think the Lions are really starting to, to figure it out. And I know they beat the Bears. Uh, but the Lions stay in games all the way to the end, and they just need some things to fall their way. And this is the latter half of the season where teams kind of start to overlook other teams as they look at the bigger picture. And I think this is a, a trap game for the Giants. That's the only reason. That, that's fair. I could, I you know me, I've loved this Lions team mm-hmm. and been rooting for them. I just, I just have a feeling at home the Giants are gonna pull away. I have PTSD whenever the Jets play the. Patriots, I didn't pick the Patriots. I picked the Patriots last time, and they they won. And you picked, you believed in my Jets. You gave me a lot of crap for not believing in my football team. When we last saw this team, we were there at MetLife, and they had a great win. I'm going with the Jets. You're going with the Jets. We both have the Commanders. They're favored, even though they're going to be in Houston uh, playing the Texans there. I think that's going to be a close game. That's gonna be a really close game because the Texans play really, really hard. It's gonna be a close game. Yeah, they uh they played when we lost saw them too. Uh they played pretty well last uh mm-hmm. oh no, they played the Giants. I was thinking of the Thursday night game. They they played well against the Giants, right? They did at I, first and then the, the Giants yeah. pulled away. Yeah. Rams at Saints. We both have the Rams here. Uh I just I've been picking the Rams for weeks. I just hopefully they'll finally win one. I'm just gonna uh, let everybody know. I will officially throughout the rest of this podcast and the rest of the season. I, I will be picking anybody that goes against the Saints because I just want that pick to go higher. So, let's go. Any other team going against the Saints? Yeah, that's fair. Right now, it's uh, the Eagles have the fourth pick overall as of mm-hmm. as of right now. And speaking of your Eagles, they go to Indy. We just talked about it. We both have the Eagles there. Vegas heads to Denver. Denver's favored there. I have I have the Broncos. You have the Raiders. I don't know. This team's just these teams are both really bad. I just I'm going with the home team with this one. Uh, as I said before, Broncos have four flats and they ain't going nowhere. Uh, and I think just after Derek Carr crying on TV, I think they're going to come out with some a different type of energy. Normally, stuff like that it happens. These guys don't come out flat the following week, so that's the only thing I'm banking on that's, here. Hey, good point, man. Uh, Cincinnati heads to Pittsburgh. Always tough in the the AFC uh, North when these two teams play. Uh, we both have the Bengals, though. And Dallas is favored heading into Minnesota, <laughs> which is – we both have the Vikings of that one. <laughs> Dallas is favored? Da- Dallas is favored. Yeah, Dallas is about to have a two, is, but... They're about to have a two-game uh, losing streak. Are you kidding me? They're favored? You're, they're favored yeah. against the 8-1. and one. That's So it's crazy. Cowboys are favored against two eight and one teams right now. They're favored against the Vikings and they're favored against the Eagles when they play them. It's like, who is doing this? Because they're clearly not watching Dallas. 
they have a chance to win. Of course they do. You have a chance to win every single week, but they're not beating the Vikings. It's just not going to happen. It's not. Dalvin Cook is going to have, if you have him on your fantasy team, make sure you have him in this week. (laughs) Make sure you have him in this week. Well, yeah, I mean, you start your studs every week. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking up the line here. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at L.A., Chargers, uh, division game. We both have the Chiefs there. And Monday Night Football, 49ers at Arizona. Uh, Our buddy Jeremiah told me that Warzone 2 comes out today, this week. Today. Today. So uh, Kyler's going to, even though he has an extra day, it might not go too well for him. So I have the Niners. You have the Niners. That's it. There we go. I'm looking up the line to the uh, Dallas-Minnesota game, but... Now, another great, well-received segment where uh, our fans like to give Hayes a lot of a lot of crap. It's Brandon's it. top ten power rankings through Week Ten. Hayes, take it away. Uh, so at ten, I have the the Cowboys uh, that I mentioned uh, that were going against the Vikings, and after they lose this week, uh, they will be out of the top ten. Uh, but the Cowboys currently constructed they have the capability of winning most of their up and coming games it's just what type of product that they put out there uh and and i i truly truly believe all jokes aside mike mccarthy has to go and i think once they do that i think you're going to see if and then also if they get the right coach in there um i think mccarthy and kellen moore have to go and after that point in time i think you will see a different cowboys team if you get the right people in place because they have some great talent on that team. Uh, number nine, the Niners uh, getting Christian McCaffrey was a big, big turnaround. But that defense, uh, as we know, is 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 stout. Uh, they have one of the best left tackles in in the league, if not the best left tackle in the league. Uh, you have Jimmy G doing what he has to do. I mean, he's they're winning games with Jimmy G, not even throwing touchdowns. Um, so that says enough with that. Uh, That's a Niners, wild stat, by the way. It really, really is. Yeah. Uh, the Niners are, this is what they do. The, between the Niners and the Titans, the second half of the season is where they come alive, and this is their time. Speaking of the Titans, they're at eight. Uh, Titans are, <laughs> they. this is their time as well. As, as I just mentioned, this is, Rabel's got them going. Uh, you also have Derrick Henry. It's getting colder. People already don't like tackling Derrick Henry. Just imagine trying to tackle him in a cold. This is where he comes alive, too, man. Yeah, because people don't want to tackle him in the cold. (laughs) It's like you running into a parked car and trying to tackle it, Sam. It's not going to go. Instead, he's just actually moving. Um, Another person that moves a lot uh, runs this team, and they had a bye week this past week, but the Ravens are at seven. Uh, Lamar has been shutting people up with, again, injuries affecting the team. I just really hope that this week since the buy has happened uh we get to see d jack with him because you're gonna have a guy that could take the roof off of offense as long as his hamstrings stay healthy and lamar can throw the ball down there but if you have to account for that that leaves so much behind deshaun to do from there um so i'm really curious to see how that happens uh at number six uh, another guy that runs his life off runs legatron over here uh is saquon barkley in these giants and danny ducks uh if he keeps playing the way that he's playing i'm gonna have to take that nickname away and i don't want to but uh the way that the giants have been playing uh they dabble a uh, dable has uh has absolutely turned this team around so the, the, mora- the morale of this team is completely different and i know nobody really thought that they were going to be here. They're definitely one of the surprises, uh, as Sam mentioned earlier with his, his one of his winners, uh, but they're, they're doing well. Another New York team that we have here, uh, the bills, the, the bills, they are steadily declining. The only reason that I'm, they're still high up for me at this point is the competition that they've played. Uh, they played some really, really good teams already this year. And I think that's just going to only make them, more battle tested when it comes to the playoffs. Like they've gotten through these guys, they've had this adversity. The only thing that's still kind of scaring me right now is is Josh Allen's elbow, and that's that's absolutely scary. If he was a baseball player, he would have had Tommy John already, and that would have been the end of his season. Um, number four, uh, my father's Dolphins, who are uh, 
the the 72 is is probably rejoicing uh <laughs> right now and had their c- cigars and the ceremony and, the and, champagne, and, yeah. and put their voodoo dolls away apparently that they have uh but I know they have time now to just focus on their actual team here. That's seven and three. As I mentioned before, with Tua, they are balling. They have a track team out there with Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle. Uh, is pretty much just a straight go route and just put your hand up. And the crazy thing is they're winning. And Tyreek, this was his first touchdown in like a couple weeks, if I remember correctly. Uh, but still getting a crazy amount of yards. Uh, and you have to account for that. Uh, number three. Uh, the Vikings, and this is this top three is, and and this is my top. This is my top three. But I honestly, if somebody were to change these top three, I really wouldn't find or have a problem with it because these three teams are currently, in my opinion, the best three teams in the NFL. Uh, the Vikings at number three. Uh, we just saw what they did against the Bills. Uh, looked like they were down and out, but they're doing what you're supposed to do get the ball to your best player and that is what is happening he's balling out um which which I'll I'm going to talk about with with one of the teams coming up in a second but uh number 2 the chiefs the only reason I have the chiefs here at 2 is just because of their record um but the competition that they played uh, and then they also did have a, a loss against the colts uh which was why they in the, the team that's number one is interchangeable, which probably by now you really know who it is, is the Eagles. But um, the Chiefs easily can be number one for me. And I went back and forth about this one. Literally had them at one, had the Eagles at two, uh, but the Eagles are still eight and one. And they still are the cream of the crop when it comes to the NFC East and or and the NFC in general, in my opinion. Uh they the Eagles beat the Vikings, who are eight and one. That's their only loss. The Vikings have. Uh, yes, they just fumbled the bag here against the Commanders, and that is a division rival. But I think this is going to only make them better. Uh, and, and for for what these top three teams can do, I, I mean, geez, I, it's that top four could literally be the conference championships, and yeah. I wouldn't be upset with that being the conference championships, because I think that would be a very, very explosive game and seeing the Eagles against the Vikings again and seeing what the Eagles did to Justin Jefferson the first time around, it'd be interesting to see what happens the second time around because it normally changes when teams see each other in the playoffs. So that was my top 10. Yeah. Quick, quick stats that I didn't get in earlier, but Speaking of your, your dad's Dolphins, Tua, his last three games, three touchdowns, no picks in each game, 77% completion percentage for 969 yards. And a, a lot of that's attributed to those wideouts that you mentioned. But mm-hmm. still, he is playing like Alabama, Tua, like you know, a lot of us knew he was capable of. And Patty Mahomes, man, on Sunday, 331, four TDs. That's his third game this season with four touchdowns leads the nfl but that's your power rankings let us know what you think join the conversation at chasing points podcast on instagram um beat haze up over uh the dolphins or the cowboys being 10th i'm I'm ready for it whatever send it my way uh when we switching gears off the uh nfl to the nba real quick when we last kind of talked about the nets at least from their coaching standpoint and Steve Nash being uh let go slash resigning whatever happened there I don't you know uh finger pointing but uh we thought uh what's his name Ime Adoku would be the uh would be head the coach. next head yeah. coach from uh from the Celtics who suspended currently being the next head coach for the Nets and uh we kind of glossed over the interim Head coach, who's now uh, the head coach of the Nets, they the Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, removed that title recently. Uh, Jacques Vaughn, the new uh, Nets head coach. What do you what do you think of the hire? And uh, would you rather have Ime? What you know? What are your thoughts on situation? We have to ask our resident uh, Nets fan. I don't think we overlooked it. I don't think anybody thought that he was going to be that they were going to put the uh, head coach tag on him, but. I I absolutely get why they did it because they need some type of stability, right? Just because they made him the head coach and extended him does not mean that he'll be the head coach next year. 
All right. So that's just, he's going to be the head coach for this year and potentially going into next year. But during this off season, they can absolutely still go get Ime Doku. And I genuinely would have done whatever I could to get him. I think the two reasons why they didn't do it is because of all that has, has transpired in Boston uh, with him and, and all that is attached to that, even though he has a lot of ties to the nets, but I think also number two with everything that's going on with Kyrie, I think having these double negatives going on at the same time would have been something that uh, essentially would have been an even more toxic environment with media basically shoving their microphones in their face every second. Uh, there would really be no time to really, really gel and, and a bunch of questions like it, it would have to be absolutely irritating if you're a teammate or uh, another coach asking or answering questions about two individuals after every game or before every game. Uh, so I think, I think Ime is still on their mind. I would not be surprised if they, they sign him unless, you know, somebody else comes in and, and picks him up. But I get why Jock Ron is there. I mean, since, since he's been the head coach, uh, they've played more defense. They look like a basketball team. Uh, they're moving the ball around. Yeah, they just got beat by the Lakers. But prior to that, I think they ran off like three wins, three out of four. Um, so I, I, they they have started to solidify who they are. And now they've gotten shooters back. Seth Curry's had a couple 20-point games. You got Joe Harris out there. You got shooters around KD uh, doing what it has to do. Uh, I, I'm just really curious to see when when Kyrie's going to come back because he should be back already, especially after Adam Silver sat down and, and had a conversation and said Kyrie's not anti-Semitic, which Kyrie was saying from the beginning. Uh, but I, I'm intrigued to see how this all transpires, to be to be honest. But I, I would have went for Ime Nadoku. I'm not, not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy, but I'd have to imagine that, you, you know, Someone said to Josiah, maybe cool it on the email stuff, even though it's, you know, he was suspended. It's weird because he's suspended by the Celtics, but not the league. Um, So maybe, you know, that's an interesting situation. But uh, reports like that and when they're coming from Woj and Shams, they don't come out of thin air and they don't go away easily. So, so, you know, something to certainly watched not uh not much else in the nba we want to talk about right now but we'll uh we'll move up over to mlb really quick uh we both exhaled uh before the podcast started because we got news that the yankees have re-signed their first baseman anthony rizzo to a nice. two-year deal for 34 million dollars third year option option for 17 million when i saw reports last night that the astros were making Rizzo like their top priority I was really upset I'm glad uh I'm glad Rizzo's back yes I pounded the table for Freddie Freeman last offseason but you know I you know it's easy to say hindsight but you know I I loved Rizzo and was with the Cubs and he's definitely made a difference on this team um and it's just a seems like a good dude and I'm glad he's going to be in pinstripes for the next couple of years and I think this is a move to to bring back Judge because how they how close they are. This is yeah. an absolute move to bring back Judge. But hey, we have your guys still here. You know, we know your friendship. And I I honestly think if he would have went to the Astros, I I think that could have been a a factor for Judge to to leave. To be honest, and I and I think people undervalue uh, friendships in, in this and and what they have there if they can make it happen. Like you're not keeping my guy. You're not putting my guy there. Like you're not going to put these pieces around me that I want. Like I'm, I'm gone now. Obviously that's, there's no technically no validity to that, but that's just my thought. Uh, but happy Rizzo is back. Uh, I, I know seeing the articles that Sam and I share with each other of what this infield is going to look like. It's going to get very interesting for, for LeMahieu because where does he go? Right. You know, where does he go after that? And I'm sure they'll put him somewhere, especially with his glove. Uh, but I want to know where he goes, especially with them bringing back Josh Donaldson, which I absolutely hate. Um, so there's that, Sam. <laughs> Can they get rid of him? Get rid of DJ? Josh Donaldson. Oh, Josh Donaldson. Sorry, I was reading something. Uh, yeah, I wish, but Cash is already committed. It's weird, man. Cash had an end-of-the-year press conference. He He's at the winter meetings, and he has not been re-signed. 
as the you know as the gm the vice president whatever he is um that's just wild to me but you know it just kind of shows i don't think he's going anywhere really quick though uh shocking move that the uh the astros right after winning a world series only offered their gm who basically they hired when they cleaned house after the cheating scandal they only gave him a one-year deal and a lot of people in the league were like what what the hell a slap in the face and he obviously didn't accept it and he's a free agent and then they fired the assistant gm don't know what was going on there but uh also verlander opted out too yeah yeah so it'll be interesting where degrom goes verlander there's some some big obviously aaron judge will be keeping an eye on that as as you know uh the off season gets underway there real quick uh you know we're ahead of the uh manager of the year votes are probably coming out in a little bit as we record this but last night monday night uh julio rodriguez of the mariners one rookie of the year the al and michael harris the second outfielder for the braves nl rookie of the year the jackie robinson rookie of the year excuse me uh, great seasons by the two of them uh definitely special talents julio is a uh difference maker for sure so uh we call those last week so just happy to say that and uh that's it for baseball but to end the show something special for you a special edition of ufc corner with brandon i really hate hate that that lead in that you just gave me um i I didn't get to see this because i was at a wedding and uh i didn't see the results until after the reception was over uh, but my man Israel Adesanya loses to Alex Pereira, who seems to be his absolute kryptonite. He literally has beat him three times now, and that's every time that he's fought him, he's knocked him out. Um, Israel just can't beat this guy. Everybody has that one person that they just they just can't surpass, and this is Israel's guy. Um, I what I've heard because I haven't seen the fight is that Israel kind of was winning until the last round, which has kind of been a reflection of all of their fights and ha- got dropped. Uh, TKO. Um, Wei uh, Wei Li uh, Zhang won. Uh, she's back, beat Carla Esparza. Uh, but the fight that I heard that lived up to everything that we all thought it was going to be was Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler, who are two absolute brawlers. All I saw, the clips that I saw, was just blood from Michael Chandler's face just dripping down all over uh, Dustin Poirier. Uh, but Dustin Poirier is an absolute monster and and pulled it out. And that this card is really, really good. So when the replay is ready and I don't have to pay for it on ESPN+, Plus, I'm 100% going to watch this fight and be able to tell you a little bit more about it when I feel like it. How about that? That's great, man. Did a great job. Thanks, Sam. Great show. Yeah. For that, nice, nice, efficient show for you. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram. We love the support at Chasing Points Podcast. And... Give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, for Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for lis- listening. We will be Listen. back next. Yeah, that's me. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, good luck getting your Taylor Swift tickets. Wow. Bye. Uh, that's pretty funny because I actually, while we were doing this, Jackpot the Lotto app said, you have more of a chance of winning the lotto than to get in Taylor Swift tickets, which is pretty interesting. Um, That's funny. That's funny. I just want to take the time, and I normally joke about this, but uh, I'm going to take the time and send love to the family of the dr- three young men uh, that were killed uh, in the University of Virginia uh, on Sunday. Uh, three young football players uh, were killed by an ex teammate that uh shot at the bus and and end up taking these gentlemen's life uh, i know there were several people that were injured as well so i'm sending uh prayers to them as well uh but i i'm absolutely over this senseless shit i've been over it uh i don't care if you're white black asian uh whatever you identify as uh this needs to absolutely stop and we need to collectively come together and do this because 
it ain't been done by our government. So we need to collectively do what we have to do and make sure that we protect our own and that we're taking care of each other and people and need to do something about mental health. Uh, we need to do something about all this gun violence because it hasn't stopped. It won't stop until we actually do something. And it's absolutely sickening to me. Um, so I'm sending prayers up to the whole family, uh, to those three kings. Uh, may you rest in paradise. Uh, I will I will truly try to go back and watch some clips and see what you guys were like on the field, if I can, just to just to try to get an understanding of what your guys' personality is and, and see what comes from this. But uh, just hold your loved ones, man. Hold your loved ones. Well, well said, man. See you next week.